right, Doug, kick us off with the intro. Kicking it over oh, to boy. you. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Put you on the spot. I wasn't prepared for this. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the next episode. This episode that you're listening to right now of Hey, 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 Schoolhouse <laughs> Podcast. Yeah. I am Doug the Linguini Artist Galliardo. This is my lovely co-host, Phil. I don't know if I have a nickname <laughs> Phil. Phil Owen Wilson Jarman. Wow, thank you. <laughs> that was so beautifully said. Wow, I'm sweating right now because I don't know what to say. Hey, you but, did uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this episode is going to be a fun one. Uh, we sent out a questionnaire <laughs> on Instagram, uh, and you guys sent in some good stuff for us to talk about, so that's awesome. I haven't seen the questions, but I assume that it's good. Uh, and we're going to talk about a bunch of news topics that are going on in the horror world, uh, some weird directing news, uh, some casting stuff, some trailer stuff, uh bunch of fun stuff coming up hey did you see the trailer speaking of owen wilson our boy um did you see the trailer for the haunted mansion he's in that i'm actually very much into it it looks really fun yeah i mean for a kind of kids horror movie looks like a fun watch do you see the original i never saw the original with eddie murphy no i did not in 2003 no i never saw that one i didn't even know that was a thing really Yeah. yeah a lot of people pretty sure a lot of people do like it it's pretty underrated but this one i mean the atmosphere in the trailer they nailed so far i do like how it looks and i mean it's got owen wilson in it sign me up <laughs> so you casted yourself yeah pretty much a haunted mansion wow, wow. that's crazy <laughs> you never hear of a haunted condo or haunted townhome it's always a mansion <laughs> Dude, i don't know wow. what I don't know what switch you flip to just go like off the cuff like that with Owen. Like once you have the Owen Wilson voice, you go off. Dude, when we were talking about him nonstop, like a few months ago, I had to, I was like laying in bed, just like <laughs> looking up at the ceiling, <laughs> talking like Owen Wilson. I was like, I got a problem. I got to stop. <laughs> no, that's, that's incredible. That's called, that's called theater, baby. Oh man. Well, we're not going to talk about. The Haunted Mansion. Maybe we'll save that for another 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 time. Jesus, can't talk. But, Doug, what is the first news topic you want to talk about? <clears throat> All right, so this is first on the list, and this is very, um, what's the word? Uh, divisive, I would say, uh, right. just because it has to do with radio silence, and a lot of people are a fan of what they did with Scream. Other people, <laughs> me and Phil, are not quite hot on them. Uh, radio silence is not hot for us right now, um, but <laughs> um, give it the not hot yeah, stamp. Not hot. No, no, no. Kelly Clarkson is not co-signing this. Uh, yeah, so Universal has decided to employ radio silence uh, to direct a new monster movie. Uh, it's untitled at the moment, uh, but they have some of the cast, and our girl. Obviously, they're going with yep the the fucking two by four award for two years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa Barrera, uh, but she listen. Scream Six, she is actually a standout, so yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um. So Melissa Barrera is casted. Uh, Alicia Weir, who was in the Matilda, uh, the musical. Uh, Kevin Durand, who I believe you know who he is. I mean, if you saw his face, I think you would. Mm. Um, he was in that show called The Strain on FX. Okay. Uh, he was actually in the running to be cast as Negan before Jeffrey Dean Morgan uh, took the reins on that. He's a, he's an okay 
actor. He's just kind of middle, like very middle of the road. Yeah, I don't recognize him, but what's the okay, movie about? <laughs> um, it's kind of undisclosed right now. There's really no description of what like the plot is, what they're doing. A lot of people are thinking it's like the Invisible Man or Dracula's Daughter. That was like the working title of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like I think I don't know if something leaked, but like the sides of the script people were talking about that it was like called Dracula's Daughter or something. Uh, so it's definitely going to be along the lines of like a universal monster movie, but how do you feel about it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a big radio silence fan. They're just very, um, yeah. heartless. I think they do everything. Cr- really, really solid adjective. Do for you that. ever meet somebody and they're saying all the right things to you, but in the back of your, your mind, you're like, this person's full of shit. Like they're not sincere. Um, I've I've been in the hip hop scene since I was uh, sixteen years Whoa, old. Hip hop scene. I've heard a lot of bullshit. <laughs> okay, so Radio Silence is kind of like that. They're just there's <laughs> something about Scream Five and Six where they're hitting all the right beats and oh, remember this thing. But there's something lacking. There's like an insincerity, just a soullessness yeah. to it. You could tell there's like a sinister undertone. There's like something churning within the wheels of their operation that doesn't just it doesn't doesn't feel right. It doesn't mesh well. And they had it. They had a hit. You know what? I'll give them the hit for, you know, ready or not. Uh, I know we talked about it being a little overrated, but yeah, a lot of people enjoyed it. Made Samara Weaving a pretty big star. I like that it propelled her into a whole bunch of other stuff. But yeah, kind of like just like, again, one hit wonder. Their writing is lacking so much soul it's just hollow yeah for a universal monster movie to be redone like that i don't know if you saw the invisible man remake i did i actually liked it i i enjoyed it yeah for for what it was a very modern day take on it but like the original universal monster movies were so like it was about character radio silence does not does not do that well uh in my opinion um and i know we talked about. I asked you if you watched Yellow Jackets. No, I know you've been watching it though. I, yeah, I'm caught. It took me like I finished it in like a week, uh, and I'm all caught up. But Jasmine Savoy Brown, who is um, Mindy, Mindy, there you go in Scream Six. Complete and her dialogue in Scream Six and Five is atrocious. What good writing can do? Because she's a good actor. I like her a whole lot yeah. in Scream 6. I thought she was fine, but with the dialogue was just garbage. Yellow Jackets, whole other level. I'm like, wow, this is what good writing can do hmm. when it's married with a great actress. Because she is incredible on the show. Radio Silence does not do her justice. Well, it'll be interesting to see what they do with the universal world. Um, I guess we're getting another Dracula movie. Just everybody's <laughs> throwing their... Throwing their Dracula movie out there. Throwing fangs in the ring. Yeah. Fangs in the in the pompadour hat. <laughs> I'm still I'm still so upset you didn't like Renfield that much. I was just middle of the road on it. One time watch. Like, yeah, that was pretty fun. You could rent it at home. Think it, think it needs a rewatch. Or if I wanted to see it again, I could just go watch uh, the new Fast and the Furious is coming out this weekend. It's kind of the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much just with more fangs. Dracula occasionally shows up. Maybe Nicolas Cage will be like racing an eclipse down the street in the new movie. He just shows up. It's the same thing. Let's ride. (laughs) 
Get some like, gone in sixty seconds action. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> You're like, hey, I watched that movie the other day too. Very underrated. Hmm. It's been a minute since I watched it, but or you could say sixty seconds since I watched it. Hey. Wow. 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 Beautiful. Wow. Great joke. Wow. Okay, Doug. <laughs> next topic. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you ever. <laughs> you should just put just break out the wig. I got it in the other room. <laughs> It should be on Michael Myers right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right behind you. Uh, I'll do it for the next episode. You look great with the Owen wig. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So Owen Myers. Movie, I don't... <laughs> Owen Myers. Owen Michael Myers Wilson. Uh, so, I don't know if you've ever seen the first one, uh, but they're coming out with a Becky sequel called Wrath of Becky. Uh, sequel to 2020's Becky. Came out during the pandemic with Sean William Scott. Probably playing another Nazi that Kevin James did in the first one. I did see it. I don't know if people... You saw it? Yeah. What would you think about it? wasn't bad. Just sort of middle of the road. I sort of forgot that I watched it after I... (laughs) It's kind of weird that they're doing a sequel now. Yeah, especially when kind of really no one's talking about it. Yeah, who's, Uh, who's clamoring for a sequel to Becky? Yeah, no one was really asking for it. But that's like the specialty of Hollywood. We get stuff that really no one asks for. Yeah, I kind I enjoyed it for what it was. It was just kind of just dumb fun. Uh it did get like super serious at times, but like very like soap in the soap opera kind of way where you're like, "All right, he's going Kevin James is acting too serious for this movie." I'm not sure if he thinks this is like The Godfather or just a kitschy horror movie. Maybe it was just odd seeing him in that role, but yeah, being a Nazi with an eye patch or whatever, yeah, with a giant swastika on his the back of his head, yeah, his ma- I guarantee his manager was probably like, "Please, for the love of God and your fans who are holy Christian people, do not do this." <laughs> he was like, "I'm trying to get this burly man image." Well, some of them won't mind. Nazi to Kevin James. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin James plays at the venue. Uh, once every three months and sells out all the time. Uh, maybe he was itching to do something different. Well, Becky. All right. Yeah. The sequel uh, that nobody wanted. But hey, it's kind of cool that Sean William Scott is getting some more work. I like him. You don't hear a whole lot about him. No, he's so... Li- Dude, Goon and Goon 2 I was gonna say, are so underrated. Yeah, those are great movies. If you're looking so for a good, good hockey movie, check out Goon, both of them. Straight up, and Wyatt Russell in the second one is so brutal. Leave Schreiber. And, uh, the dude, Ross the Boss Ray, I think he's he might be one of my favorite, like, villains in a movie. He's so fucking good with the handlebar mustache, just beating the shit out of people on the ice. Yeah. So good. Great movie. And, uh, and the Hurricanes yeah, Jay tonight. <laughs> we're down two games against Florida, but tonight we're going to make the comeback. We're going to win the next four, head to the Stanley Cup. Bring it back Are to North Carolina. Fan? Yeah. MMA and MMA and hockey are the only sports I really follow. Okay, I knew that I knew MMA. Hockey for some reason I didn't know. Next topic, what you got over there? All right, so this is a pretty big one. Beetlejuice 2 is finally set in motion. Uh and they've already begun filming. Uh apparently the writer strike isn't affecting uh movies as much as it is TV. Uh cuz Jenna Ortega is apparently cast as Lydia's daughter. She is. Uh Yep, 
uh, Winona Ryder and Michael Keaton are coming back. Uh, there was that set photo that was released of Winona Ryder looking, looking like old ass Johnny Depp in that veil, uh, which is pretty interesting to see. Uh, and Monica Bellucci as Beetlejuice's wife. What do you think about that detail there? Beetlejuice is going to have a wife in this movie. You think she's going to be like his wacky counterpart, like the same over Absolutely. the... See, that could get a little... Repetitive? Little, yeah. Little cringy, totally. if you will. Um, Who's writing the movie? Because I, I didn't see anything about who's writing it. I don't know if Tim Burton... I know he's directing it, but... Highly doubt he's writing it. Yeah. I'm I'm very curious to know if there is a writer attached to it because it all it all comes down to the writing. Yeah. You know, because Michael Keaton guarantee he hasn't forgotten how to play Beetlejuice. That's like his role. Like that and Batman. He's been like clamoring to play again. Uh and I'm sure and Winona Ryder is also just great at everything. Uh I'm curious to see what an adult Lydia is like. So there are and how she had a daughter. There's three different writers: Alfred Go, Seth Graham Smith, and David Katzenberg. He produced the Child's Play remake and it 2017. Right. Okay, but so, um, what do you think about Jen Ortega? Do you think she's kind of stepping into the overkill territory? Not yet. Because, and I'll, and I'll tell you why I think this, she does enough different stuff and she embodies every role so well that, I mean, for me, I'm always looking forward at what she's doing next because it's always different and it's always interesting and she puts like 150% in every role. Whereas someone like, I'm just going to throw this out there because he's just so much and fucking everywhere. Pete Davidson is literally himself uh. and I've just had enough. There's a new show with him out called Bupkiss, and it's literally like, we've all seen King of Staten Island. It was about him. This is also about him, and he's playing, what do you know, himself. I didn't see either of those movies. So I was like, you don't need hard pass. Yeah, he's he's literally just himself. He's a funny guy, but like, all right, we get it. Enough. Try something else. Jenna Ortega is, I would say, I mean, I don't consider Pete Davidson like an actor he is but like jenna ortega is a fucking actor yeah yeah true but still i mean she just did wednesday and i'm assuming that they're definitely gonna do another season of that oh yeah that's already greenlit yeah so it's like any um goth teenager they're like oh get jenna ortega on the phone (laughs) yeah like she has had blood sprayed on her a bunch of times let's do it again yeah, and I have the feeling that this only got greenlit this time because she was attached to it. Because this has been talked about for 20 years. A really long time. Yeah. People were curious about it. I remember there were rumors circulating like a couple years ago of like Tim Burton's doing Beetlejuice too, and then nothing ever came of it. Yeah, and I always um, heard about it was Beetlejuice in Hawaii for some reason. Like Honestly, that would be pretty sick. That's so that's like Jason Takes Manhattan level ridiculous. Where it would yeah. totally work if the uh, you know you had a good writer attached to it. But I really hope Jenna Ortega doesn't get like pigeonholed. I guess is, I well, feel like that's what you're trying to go for. If you're hoping that she's gonna be an eccentric, bubbly young girl in this movie, I got got news for you. She's gonna be very quiet and direct and being all Jenna Ortega y, which isn't bad. But no. she's gonna do she's gonna be Wednesday basically. 
I was going to say Wednesday 2.0, yeah. or it would be cool if they kind of flip it on its head since Lydia was kind of that dark brooding teenager. Her daughter is the complete opposite. That would be interesting. It would be different. Yeah. It'd be fun to see. I mean, her ex character was kind of, uh, they called her church mouse and stuff like that. She was very innocent, but she was curious about, you know, dark sides of life and sex, drugs, rock and roll. Um, yeah, it would be kind of cool to see her play something something different rather than, you know, dark brooding teenager, which she does well. Yeah. It's just it would be cool to see, you know, to, to for the writers to be like, all right, we don't need to make a hot topic Funko Pop out of you just yet. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, but hey. But excited? Excited about it or not? Yeah, I am. I mean, Beetlejuice is one of my favorite movies. Seen it countless times. I mean, Michael yeah, Keaton's coming more. back. Tim Burton is coming back. That could be good or bad, depending on how you look at it. Well, Wednesday was the best. I think Wednesday was the best thing that he's done in years. So I know you like Wednesday. I, I love I it. couldn't get into it. I tried. I made it like five episodes and I was like, this is not for me. Really? Yeah, oh, wow. I just could have quite get on board. I, I remember us talking about it, but I could have, for some reason, I remember you getting through like one episode and you were like, I'm done. <laughs> no, I made it through like four. At least you get, at least you gave it a good shot. Yeah. I mean, just wasn't for me. I'm not saying it's a bad show. Jenna, Jenna, or I mean, the cast really like pulled it together for me. And I, I thought the story was interesting. Like the mystery. I don't, I'm not good at predicting stuff at all. So I didn't see like what was coming, but I thought it was fun. I thought it was a very well-written show for, for what it was. It was definitely a different take on the Adams family. So at least it was fresh in that respect. And it was basically Harry Potter mixed yeah. with goth Harry Potter, you know, exactly. Tim Burton was getting his fucking Quidditch on. And I prefer the movies where it was this kooky family living amongst regular people. I think that's what made the Adams family work. Yeah, you know? totally. Uh, just like the monsters, same thing. Yeah, but uh, we know how that went. Yes, we did. God, I <laughs> forgot about that movie. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish I I had it seared out of my brain, but it's in there. <laughs> it's in there forever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Beetlejuice two. Not really sure when it's gonna be released, but they are filming and they film movies. Fucking, I think it quick said um, like September twenty twenty four. Okay, yeah. So, so we got a good year and a half. Fall of next year. So hopefully, hopefully that turns out okay. A lot of people are going to, I mean, it's a big IP. A lot of people are going to come out to see Beetlejuice. So it's definitely going to do good at the box office for sure. I hope they bring back Catherine O'Hara. You know, I want Alec Baldwin to come, in th- come through with a fucking revolver. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you forgot about me. Wait, hold on. The safety's off. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, good one. Good one. Hey, um, I like Alec Baldwin in that movie. <laughs> yeah, I do too. But yeah, Catherine O'Hara would be a pretty dope addition. And I think the guy uh, that played, what was his name? Ortho? Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Guy? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, who was in, um, he was in Dunstan Checks In. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Dunstan Checks In. like the Checks big guy in. who always has, dude, Dunstan Checks In is so underrated. Lord Rutledge, easily one of the greatest 90s villains. I mean, I haven't seen time. it in like 20 years, but... You gotta, you gotta, you gotta rewatch it. It has to be free on Tubi. But oh no, um, when you said Ka- when you said uh, Catherine O'Hara, I was thinking of Gina Davis. But they should also bring Gina Davis back. Oh yeah, Otho. 
Glenn Shaddix. Ah, wouldn't would have never guessed his real name. You think that's a uh, Jacoby Shaddix dad? <laughs> oh, Papa Rush. <laughs> Papa Otho. <Yeah. laughs> instead, instead of the uh, instead of the one banana song, they they fucking vibe out to Last Resort. Yeah. A vacation, no breathing. Oh, shit. Dancing around with the fucking penis plants and whatever. <laughs> weird abstract dick statues. Well, oh, I'm looking forward to Beetlejuice too. Yeah, I think it'll, I mean, we can only hope it's going to be a good time. Do you think they'll just call it Beetlejuice? Ugh. Or Beetlejuice 2? Just call it what it is. It's Beetlejuice 2. Or like Beetlejuices or Beetlejuice. <laughs> Something cute. like Or like, it should be like Beetlejuice, the return of Beetlejuice. Yeah, we'll just have to I don't have know. to see. But yeah, I'm stoked for it. All right, let's move on to the next one. Um, this is something new, possibly doesn't sound quite new, but, um, there's a new franchise in the works called the haunted, uh, which is coming from this guy, Tony DeRosa Grund, who was the creator of the conjuring, uh, with James Wan. Uh, there's a synopsis, so I'll read it. You let me know if it sounds familiar All right. or completely new. Well, let's hear it. <laughs> um, so this is what it's going to be about. This is what they say. The Haunted franchise starts with one family's dark and terrifying real-life preternatural... I don't know what word this is. Preternatural experiences, which intersect with historical facts and legends surrounding a young pregnant woman accused by her own father of being a witch. That convergence places the family in impending mortal danger. So... Isn't it going to be like um, real-life ghost stories or something? Real-life hauntings? Uh, yeah, they're taking... I believe they're taking inspiration from like real life ghost stories and placing it in here and adding historical elements to it. I guess it's going to be set in maybe like not modern day, Mm -hmm. but honestly it just sounds like every other paranormal movie set within a family. I mean, there's really like, there's not really many new takes you can do on paranormal movies, uh, but it's from the creator of the conjuring. I personally love the conjuring. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me more. (laughs) <laughs> this is getting juicy yeah. right now. <laughs> Wait, Doug, do you think a family is going to move into a house and scary stuff happens? I'm going to say yes. You know what? That sounds very unique and fresh. Yeah. Let's green light. They're going to go down that route. Oh. Oh, you know it. It's <laughs> It's going to be like um, a, a a teenage daughter that is upset that she's got to move to the country and she's going to say, "Oh, I don't even get any service out here." And they're going to be like, give it some time, sweetie. And then she's going <laughs> to find a fucking book in the attic or something. And she's going to learn about the history. And it's yeah, she's going to try to go outside and go under like a telephone pole to try to get the Wi-Fi. And something's going to be rustling in the bushes. And there's going to be a farm boy named Brad that lives in town. He's rugged <laughs> and country and she's not into him at first. But then he makes her feel safe so she confides in him. <laughs> and there's also going to be older neighbors that they have. Yeah. And they're going to warn the new family about the stuff that's going on. And they're going to be really weird and invasive and knock on the door at all times, all hours of the night and somehow always be in their backyard. Yeah. And, I feel like we just wrote this. And roll credits. <laughs> and see. Oh, and spooky stuff happens. Ooh, jump scares. And there's going to be a demon called Legolas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
That's uh, every James Wan movie. Yeah, not too hyped on this paranormal stuff. I mean, it just sounds like very basic, run of the mill. I'm I'm not. They're very uh, quick to jump into a franchise. They literally said franchise, like not a movie. Like, yeah, this is going to be a franchise. It'll be. I think it would be interesting to do like um, kind of like a creep show esque anthology of like ghost stories. You know what? How come there's no mainstream anthologies anymore? When's the last time you went to the theater to watch a horror anthology? To a to a theater? I can't even fucking remember if I, I ever did. I don't think I ever have. <laughs> um, they just stopped the last one making them like in the nineties, pretty much. Yeah, at least mainstream. I don't even remember? Yeah, because they have like Scare Package and Nightmare Cinema on Shutter, which yeah. I loved Nightmare Cinema. I've never seen Scare Package. Uh, I don't know if you have. I did. Yeah, I remember enjoying it. I have a lunch meat VHS copy of it. Um, sick, sick. I had fun with it. I don't remember much about it. it. Takes place in a video store, so that's cool. Obviously, everyone going back to the VHS roots. Um, but yeah, uh, this just seems very basic. There's really no other news about it. Just that obviously they're very excited. The people who are creating it are pumped about it. Sure, they are. It's gonna be a popcorn horror flick. You know, hey, let's go see a scary movie. What's this shit? All right. <laughs> it's going to be, yeah, the mainstream popcorn movies are made for teenagers who want to get the fuck out of their house and finger their girlfriends on the sofa scene. And James Wan is the king of that. He's the king of fingering on sofa <laughs> He's the king of finger blasting. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So supporting teenage finger blasters since 2013. <laughs> All right, let's stop talking about that. <laughs> all right, yeah. <laughs> We've all been there. Um, this is... A <laughs> wow. When we were of age, obviously. Uh, yep, let's just roll right over. Uh, Next topic, Doug. <laughs> so this is... Uh, this, is <laughs> this, this is why you should not make me do this. Uh, so this is... I'm excited about this news because it's a new movie coming from Zach Krager, who did Barbarian which yes. we both liked a whole lot. Yeah. Um, Pedro Pascal is cast in his new movie called Weapons, uh, which I think is releasing in 2024. Uh, anything with Pedro Pascal, I'm fucking with. His acting prowess is just incredible, and his range is amazing. You didn't watch The Last of Us, did you? I did not. I don't think I've ever seen anything with him that I remember. But, uh, he was in Narcos. Yeah, that I never was another saw that. big role for him. Wait, did you ever see The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent? No. Because, dude, it's free on Prime, I believe. You need to watch. All right. After I watch the Canes win tonight, maybe I'll throw that on. Yeah, it'll be a good palate cleanser for you if they like completely eat shit. Which is a possibility. We're down two <laughs> games. But you know what? Coming back. It could, it, you know, with the power of Nicolas Cage, anything can happen. It's true. Uh, but yeah, he's just really another one, kind of like the male version of Jenna Ortega. He's always interesting to watch. He always picks different stuff to do. It says plot details for weapons are being kept holstered, but it is described as a multi wow. and wow. I just accidentally clicked a link. Sorry, I'm an idiot. Isn't technology great? <laughs> How do you work this dang thing? <laughs> um, Someone call Nokia. Get Nokia on the phone. It's being described as multi and interrelated story horror epic that is tonally in the vein of Magnolia. 
1999 hmm. Tom Cruise movie. So that's pretty. Sounds like it's going to take. There's going to be different stories going on throughout the movie. That's kind of cool. Kind of very yeah. like Quentin Tarantino esque. I never saw Magnolia, but like obviously after Barbarian, the studio's just like shelling out all the money for Zach Krager. Yeah. They're so like, it, here's a bigger budget. It sounds ambitious, for sure. And ambitious is really good because when you get when you match ambition with the right director, <laughs> Jordan Peele, I'll bring him up again. Hey, you get something like Nope. What's he up to? It's it's getting about I, time for like some. Hey, next from Jordan Peele. He always and I remember it'll just be a mysterious release, like, image that gets dropped on Twitter it, and people will go exactly. crazy. They're like, "What does it That's mean?" Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it's gonna be, and he's doing like the whole like you know. Like, oh, dropping mixtapes out of nowhere, like Cameron from Dipset. Like, let's go. And the title of the movie will be something like, whatever. And people are like, what does that mean? <laughs> whatever is an acronym for will he eat. <laughs> yeah. But no, if you if you toss a lot of money at the right person with the right ideas, and Zach Krieger seems to be a person with plenty of innovation, with Pedro Pascal on board, I mean, should be should be really fun. Yeah, I'm really excited about that i want to see he's in the good graces of us i want to see um speaking of barbarian when is richard Brake gonna get a leading role as a horror villain somebody dude make that happen please people are slacking dude is so good he needs to stop being friends with rob zombie because he is too (laughs) good for any of his movies (laughs) but yeah you're right he's like way too good to just be in the supporting cast yeah Put him in the lead. He's his facial expressions alone are just prime for a lead. Yeah, I want to see a whole movie about his character in Barbarian. You know, that would have been a sweet prequel. Yeah, uh, a very dark prequel, but would make for a great horror movie. Yeah, I think all the flashback scenes with him when it goes back to the sixties or seventies or whenever that was that was like my favorite yeah. parts of the movie. Yeah, absolutely. How he preys on people and he had like the tapes of like all the people he abused, which is pretty disgusting. And like, like how he even got like sick in bed. Like even if the movie ended like up to that point where like um, Bill Skarsgård and that chick, I forgot her name, go to the go to the Airbnb. That would be really, really fun. Or what if this movie somehow ties in with that world just in a, a quick way? He could pull like an M Night Shyamalan twist on it or something like that, like cool. how he did with the uh, right. That would be pretty dope. Yeah, I think you got something going. You got to be credited. Well, as ghostwriter, just put Richard Break in something, please. But um, yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a really fun one. I mean, Barbarian was like a sleeper hit when it came out. I was yeah. not expecting, and it's funny. I, I'm sure you talked to a bunch of people about it too, and every time. I meant I mentioned Barbarian and I talked to people about it. It's like people like once the twist happens in it, you're either on board or you're just like, what the fuck? It's it completely throws you off guard. I we I think me and you both went. Yeah, I loved it into it. We, we leaned into it. Yeah. Like when um when they like, you know, the thing happens, I'm not going to spoil it. Um, But and then it cuts and you see Justin Long in the car. You're like. I, I thought the fucking projector got switched. I'm like, did someone switch the movie on us? What's happening? I was like, wait, I don't remember filming this. <laughs> Why am I driving in a car right now with no beard? I was not in LA. This is crazy. 
Like I, I don't even remember. I shaved. The last time I shaved was 2012. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's going to be a fun one. Yeah. Um, All right. What's next, Doug? And then the last one that I have here. Um, so there's this movie directed by this guy, which I'm definitely going to butcher his name. Uh, Yorgos Lanthimos. Uh, there's this movie called The Poor Things uh, being released with Emma Stone and Willem Dafoe. Uh, and it's like a spinoff or it's like a new take on like the Frankenstein story. Um, did you see the trailer of it? I did not. No. Did you? Uh, yeah, I did. The trailer really doesn't explain much, which I'm all for that. Uh, trailers be spoiling way too much shit nowadays. Well, it uh, says it's a surrealist science fiction romantic comedy film. Yeah. Hmm. They really didn't give anything away in the trailer that, has anything to do with romance or comedy or anything. Uh, it was just very strange, but you kind of mm-hmm. see Emma Stone on a table with uh, Willem Dafoe there. Um, and there's some experimentation going on and she kind of comes to life and is experiencing life since I don't think she's ever lived before. Um, I don't know. It looks weird. It looks very, this is an odd comparison, but Frankenhooker, the tone of it. I feel like, yeah, imagine, <laughs> Imagine a pseudo Frankenhooker remake. Um, I'd be on board for that. Yeah. They better, they better cast Patty Mullen again. Um, yeah, she's gonna be. You know, a, it reminded um, me of like VHS Fest. Hell yeah! In two months, can't fucking wait. Wow, it is two months. It's pr- it's practically June right now. Hey, Fear Fest is this weekend. If you're gonna be in Raleigh, North Carolina, come on out. I'll be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, selling tapes, selling merch. Slinging everything. Hanging out. And uh, wish you could be there. Actual, I wish I could be there, too. It would be really sick. It would be a fun time. Because uh, there's this one vendor that I really want to hit. You should definitely talk to this guy. It's uh, DWN Productions. I think he just... I think it's Down Productions. But he makes, like, really cool, like, busts and, like, masks. And I got that um, Elmer from Brain Damage. He made it out of, like, a dildo. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh he makes this really cool like uh tall man from phantasm bust which is really cool seems like a cool dude nice yeah but he's gonna be at fear fest i'll hit up his booth and um friends at toxic coffin will be there so yeah i love those guys i'm gonna be bringing all sorts of cash because best horror shirt in the game absolutely yeah long sleeves and shirts and t-shirts north carolina boys <laughs> you know what i appreciate about toxic coffin what's that uh they always put in like Little like accessories, yeah. T shirts, like they give you like the Fright Night coasters and Rosemary Baby pins and shit like that. Yeah, my Mandy it spices up the package. Yeah, my Mandy shirt came with uh, fake LSD tabs <laughs> or little paper strips. Did you try taking them? No, maybe I should. No. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> yeah, it'll probably uh, poison you in a bad way, or you'll just dump your brains out. Yeah, shout out to those guys. Can't wait to hit up their table, talk to them. Um, yeah, Fear Fest, come on out. All right, back to uh, the movie we're talking about. Uh, yeah, that's poor all things. I had to say about it. I mean, yeah, poor things. It seems like an interesting uh, movie. Good cast. It seems like very, uh, yeah, solid cast. I mean, Emma Stone is incredible in everything. Uh, Willem Dafoe always gives 150%. Uh, the way it's directed makes it makes me feel like... Uh, Panos Cosmetados from Mandy directed it. It's very like slow and sweeping and uh-huh. kind of seems like it's going to be like a slow burn type movie. Um, 
but it looks fun. It looks very, it looks something like out of the ordinary, something new. That's just not like, yeah. you know, a remake or a reboot or based off an IP that we've seen already. Something new. Sounds good to me. Oh, Hey, while we're throwing out news topics, I did, I did a little research on trick or treat too last night just to see randomly. <laughs> well, we talked about it on the last episode and That's right. here's all we got in October of last year. Michael Doherty, the creator of it was at a con or something. And he said that it's in very active development. It's not exactly greenlit, but those are his words. And there's rumors that Winona Ryder is going to star in it. Mm. That's not, a f- maybe they're just trying to find like a, like a studio to produce it. Yeah, I don't know, but that's another one of those movies like Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Every year or so, you get some headline. Hey, it's actually happening. Like, if you Google Killer Clowns from Outer Space 2, you'll see 10 years worth of... There was at one point, oh, a Netflix show about Killer Clowns, and that never happened. And It just seems like every year, there's some article... And nothing ever comes of it. This uh, this idea of like scoop culture is what I've been uh, researching about uh, because people, you know, all the a lot of critics and reviewers and stuff like that, and people whose job it is to like break news stories and stuff like that. You can't always trust them. You can't always trust these rely so like so called reliable sources because you never know where it's coming from, uh, and a lot of these things are just rumors. Who knows if all the killer clowns news stories were real or if the trick or treat studios were real, but you could, I mean, if it's coming from Michael Doherty, you could obviously trust what he's saying because he's the one actually trying to get it off the ground. And trick or treat is a cult classic type of movie has a big fan base, but are studios really banking on it. I mean, they used to say should be, but I mean, they did. It was released in theaters for the first time this past Halloween. Um, during the whole, like, when Terrifier 2 was coming out, and they were doing, like, um, I believe Fathom Events was doing, like, a whole, a whole like, month of October of movies that were, you know, I wouldn't say underrated, but Trick or Treat net was never released in theaters, and it was released in theaters for the first time last year just because of the cult status that it has. So, curious to know how much that made at the box office, because uh, that would probably be something that the studios are looking at. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I hope something comes of it, but a lot of these news topics that you see, I'm sure Michael Doherty was at a fan event and somebody was asking questions and he's like, yeah, it's in very active (laughs) development or a director might say, yeah, I'd be interested in doing that. And then next thing you know, bloody disgusting is like John Carpenter says he wants to direct the next, well, he, well, exactly. He would never say that. No. John Carpenter hates every movie that he ever directs. It seems like <laughs> it does kind of, <laughs> but seem yeah, it's just like twisting people's words out of context. Yeah. And someone says they're interested in the next thing, you know, like you said, trick or treat studio, tr- trick or treat studios, <laughs> trick or treat two happening over at whatever. Yeah. But I mean, and people take that wrong. That it. was back in October. It's middle of May now. Still no word. So. Hey, who knows? I don't think it's happening. <clears throat> I don't, I don't think it's happening anytime soon. I think it's a very hard sell for for studios for some reason. I don't know why, but... Well, didn't they get him to do, like, superhero stuff? 
Well, he did Godzilla versus King Kong. Oh, well, it's kind of sort of the same thing. A little bit, yeah. Very larger than life type of stuff. I mean, definitely a movie, a mainstream movie with a big budget. Uh, And that got, I mean, I think he's working on the next movie, which is in development or being written or something like that. So he's definitely got, I don't know if he has a lot of time on his hands. It's a story as old as time. A, A hot horror director comes out with a cult hit and... Marvel swoops in and they're like, hey, you got some talent, kid. <laughs> Godzilla isn't even Marvel. I know. I'm not- <laughs> you think Godzilla's out here wearing fucking Superman tights? <laughs> That's happened so many times. No, you're right. It has. Nia DaCosta. Yeah. It's like, hey, come from direct from this generic shit. We'll, <laughs> we'll pay you a bunch of money. You know, it's about some teenagers that are flying around. They have a family. They're eating pasta. And then what do you know? They're aliens. Yeah, put that original idea for your next movie on the back burner. Come make this Marvel shit. We'll give you lots of money. The mouse doesn't lie. Here's a check for $80 million. <laughs> Selling their soul, baby. Um, hey. But those are all the news topics that I have. Um, okay, that's it. Okay, so want to get to some listener questions, Doug? Let's hit that shit up. <laughs> like the enthusiasm. <laughs> All right, Cozy Fall Girl 13 wants to know rating of Evil Dead franchise. I will say, because I was thinking about this the other day, because I was going to put it on a letterbox, uh, one of the franchises that I haven't ranked yet, but since there's very few movies, uh, I will say Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2. Uh, Army of Darkness used to be my last one, but now with Evil Dead Rise, I, I maybe it's not so easy. Um, I will put Evil Dead Rise and then Army of Darkness. Really? Yeah, I don't really like that like medieval type of shit in Army of Darkness. I need to I need to rewatch it again. It's been a hot minute. Same for me. It's been a minute since I watched it, but I'm right there with you. I was never a huge fan of Army of Darkness. Don't come after me. But <laughs> yeah, same. Hey, I like some medieval stuff. Do you ever see Black Knight with Martin Lawrence? Wow. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've rented that at Blockbuster. <laughs> Unshamefully. Un, un, I don't know if that's a word, but shamelessly. Maybe, maybe that's the that's word. That's a good movie. Uh, well, it's pretty fucking terrible. Yeah, I don't know about uh, good. <laughs> when he's doing Sly and the Family Stone and he's singing in like the court jester house and he's like, bo, 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 bo. Oh, he's yeah. doing that whole thing. Uh, yeah, pretty terrible movie, uh, but kind of fun. It's not good. Blue Streak, however, great movie. You did watch Blue Streak not too long ago, I remember. And you yeah. texted me and you were like, yo, Blue Streak is actually fire. Yeah, it's good. I had, this, I had the soundtrack to Blue Streak. I think, hmm. uh, what was that Jay-Z song that was on it? I don't know. It had like the video intercut in uh, with movies. Our boy Luke Wilson's in it. Yeah, another actor that just needs to go to bed. Hey, <laughs> watch your mouth about the Wilson brothers. Hey, he's fine and old school and that's it. All right, here's my rating of the Evil Dead franchise. I will go Evil Dead 2, Evil Dead, the Evil Dead remake. Oh, shit. Wow, I completely forgot that. Wow. See? Moron. Um, anyway, go ahead. Army of Darkness and then Evil Dead Rise. That is staying at so the bottom. I, I, I knew it was going to be last for you. Yeah. All right, so I, mine, all right, so I will change mine to Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead Remake, Evil Dead Rise, Army of Darkness. All right, so we just swap out the last two. That's fair. 
And the people that say Evil Dead Rise is the best in the franchise, That's I have seen insane. people say that. You can go fuck yourself. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to like what you like, but you're wrong. Yeah. If somebody actually, you know, we don't judge anybody, but uh, go fuck hey, yourself. Right? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> All right, a friend here's Johnny seventy nine wants to know evil dumb rise Sorry. favorite Hellraiser movie. I'll go with the first one. Not a big. I'm right there with you. Not a huge fan of Hellraiser two. I know a lot of people are. No, yeah, I couldn't really get into it. It's a little abstract. Yeah. It's a lot it's a lot to follow. We get the the lore behind like the Cenobites and Hellraiser is very muddled mm. when it comes to the second one and the third one, even the first one. It's just like a lot to explain and to like a lot to digest. But yeah, I'm with you. The first one just no nothing can hold a candle to the first one. It's so just gruesome and it's a very like it's more simple than the other ones. Certainly uh, not that remake they came out. Well, last year, yeah, uh, was it last year? Uh, like a year? Was it early this year? Year and a half? Two? I don't know. What is time? <laughs> I honestly don't remember, but I remember uh, you texting me. I remember all the texts that you sent me about these movies. You're like, "How come nobody turns the fucking lights on on set?" It's the most poorly lit movie <laughs> I've ever seen in my life, and boring. Good God, that movie is boring. <laughs> Yeah, very just Dullsville. Just nothing dull. going on in that movie. That movie is a fucking butter knife. Just dull. <laughs> it's unsure. It might be a spork. <laughs> it's so confused at what it's trying to be. <laughs> no one really knows how to define it. No one knows what's happening. It's a it's a spork. It's the spork of cinema. Oh shit. Okay, our friend, Pretty Hate Machine. Hey, what's up, lady? She wants to know, very important question here. Doug's recipe for a perfect marinara. Perfect marinara? You know what? Yeah. And I, I, I feel like I've said this before on some episodes. I'm not really a big marinara guy. Oh, he's Alfredo. I, I, dabble, I dabble in the butter and olive oil. And I just like spice it up with like, you know, some rosemary, some smoked paprika. Always got to go smoked. Never go regular paprika. Smoked paprika. What's that? Just adds more flavor to it. A little, little bit more flavor. I, I'm, I'm a, yeah, you got to get smoky. A little smoky Robinson in there. All right. Uh, but yeah, marinara, I could um, I could definitely get some fine old recipes from my dad because uh, he is a big marinara guy. Uh, he has this thing called uh, Nona's sauce, which is very Italian, Ooh. Uh, which he uh, got passed down from my grandma's mom. So they just call it like Nona's sauce. Hey, I want you. I'm sure every fucking Italian family has that in yeah, there. Yeah, I want you to send me that recipe, though. <laughs> I'll give you my dad's phone number. You can hit him up. <laughs> your dad's awesome. How's he doing, by the way? I was going to say, he always asks about you. He's like, how's your friend uh, from down south? Bill? Like, <laughs> we talk all the time. I mean, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's doing good. Nice. Yeah, like when, uh, when we were leaving his house that time, I was like, man, this is a nice place you got here. You really live in the dream. He was like, Hey, I always say that. Live in the dream. Like he invented the saying. Yeah. Like that's my thing. I can't believe that you know about it. Hey, you say that too? Get out of here. You got to you gotta come through uh, to one of our summer barbecues. You got a smoker back oh, there? Oh, dude, I would love to. He would, uh, yeah, he's, he's very happy about his smoker. That's a dad for you. Uh, yeah. Very hyped about it. 
All right. Well, send me that recipe when you get a chance. I'll send it to Liz. I'll, and, yeah, I'll, um, send it, I'll send it to both of you guys. Hell yeah. All right. Our friend Eric the Red. When will you subject yourselves yeah. to another franchise review like Halloween? You mean I'm like down, I'm down. tackle a whole franchise? We were supposed to do a Scream retrospective, but we were so burnt out oh, yeah. on all the Scream movies that that's just kind of been on the back burner. Yeah, after Scream uh, but, 6, I was like, dude, <laughs> I am screamed out. I do not want to talk about Ghostface. Now, Ghostface turned into a joke face for me, so I'm... <laughs> I, I could I could wait on that, but yeah, um, it would be cool to even do like I mean, there's plenty of franchises out there that I think that would be interesting to do, like Phantasm. Like Phantasm would be co- cool to like rewatch all the way through and talk about it. Yeah, I'd, I'd be down to do that. We'll have to think about it. Yeah, there's there's a lot of ideas cooking. But whenever I did the Halloween series years ago, man, by the time you get to Halloween Five. You're like, all right, we're almost done. It's like, nope. There's like six more movies. <laughs> there's so with the Halloween franchise. There's so much. That's why I think it'd be cool to like con- do a condensed one, at least something with like a definitive four or five movies. You know, right? Yeah. Where we can just expand on it a little bit because there's not that many movies. But yeah, I would love to do that. Thanks for the question, Eric. All right, our buddy Oz, the great and powerful Oscar. Hey, what's up? So he sent like four part question here. First, he says, counting down the days to meet my dudes at the Halloween convention. Right back Hell at yeah, you, Hell yeah, we'll be there. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah, we got to book our flights. We're going to do that uh, soon. Very soon. Yeah. Um, but you know we what? got a place to say. We got the tickets. We'll we be have there. a lot of listeners in the LA area. We should do like a big... Like, go to an Italian restaurant, have a big dinner. Yo, yo, I am so down, because you know I'm not getting the fucking pizza out there. Oh, you and your pizza bullshit. Hey, I had your fucking Long Island pizza. It was okay. Okay, get the fuck out of here. It was fine. I've had better. Well, you're going to find worse in L.A. You're like, yo, their their (laughs) their pizza delicacy out in L.A. is fucking Domino's. Whatever. (laughs) But yeah, Phil, that's a great idea. Question number two, honest thoughts on the Exorcist screening reports. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. That's right. Okay. I didn't even put it in the news article. Let's talk Shit. about it. Okay, because that came out after you sent that list of news topics. Okay, so we'll just talk about it here. Apparently, <clears throat> David Gordon Green's The Exorcist just bombed at the, uh, the New test. New York City uh, test screening. Yeah. Honestly, not surprised that I didn't see this coming. Um, you sent me the article and I read it and it said that people were not happy about it. Uh, people left with a bad taste in their mouth. I think it said there wasn't a single positive review. Uh, yeah, you're right. No one really had anything good to say about it. Um, which it seems like, you know, who knows if they're going to go back and do reshoots or probably, I mean, definitely you think, do you think they're going to scrap the whole thing altogether? I mean, I feel like it'll still do good at the box office just because it's The Exorcist and people will go see it just because of the name. Well, pretty much all the Halloween movies that he did, did reshoots. Yeah. They didn't really still test stuff. very well. Like, the, um, Halloween 2018 had a different ending and mm. audiences hated it. And they still haven't released it. But from what I've read, it was pretty 
anticlimactic. Like every other one of those Halloween movies that they did. Uh, well, hey, there's the the little franchise we can do. We can watch those three movies this fall. Yeah, as soon as you watch fucking Malignant again. I'll do that. Yeah, at some point you're going to have to do it. It's my one birthday wish. I have low expectations for The Exorcist. I just... Very, very low. Don't you think it's kind of in bad taste for DWG to, uh, you know, piss off pretty much every Halloween fan and then immediately take on another huge name like this right away? Yeah. uh, What I feel like what happens with these movies or at least movies that get green light greenlit by like Blumhouse and David Gordon Green and those guys the turnaround is so quick on those movies that like it doesn't really seem like they're putting in that much effort to like add some depth to the characters write coherent dialogue there's really nothing that goes into these movies that seem like a, what a lot of people want and they just don't really hit on like any type of level yeah, I mean, I like David Gordon Green, and I love Danny McBride. I think he's one of the funniest people alive. I love The Righteous Gemstones. The new season comes out soon. I want to say like in a month or two, and I'm very stoked about that. I've watched both seasons like three times. Love that show. They need to stick the comedy. Their style of filmmaking just doesn't translate to horror. Yeah, yeah, they kind of get, again, just an other just another director that is just soulless there's no like power behind the dialogue there's no nothing no intrigue about anything they have to say they're not trying to like even add any social comment they're even the social commentary they try to add it's just fall it just falls so flat yeah i'm talking about halloween kills about the mob mentality thing just flat flat boring and like like banged over the fucking head with it not yeah. subtle at all, not interesting, no good take on it. So, but like, it, again, it's hard to improve on perfect. The Exorcist is a perfect movie. Not sure why they're going back to it. God, I can already picture some of Reagan's quips, you know, when she starts. Oh, that's when Danny McBride's going to step up and take the, take it over the top. Your mother has to show grief her tits. <laughs> show grief your tits and say, let's go. There, shut like, up. Who wrote that? Come on. I'll give you fucking two names. Danny McBride, David Gordon. Uh, and the writing is so good on the Righteous Gemstones. And there's actual heart to that show, even though it is a comedy. I mean, there are like really touching moments throughout the show. Dude, Eastbound and Down was great. too. Yeah. Love Eastbound and Down. I like that whole crew. But just stick to comedy. Uh, they tried it. They dabbled in horror. Get out of it. Get the fuck out of the war. Or if you want to stay in horror, come up with an original idea. That would be, do you know that. what? I would be more curious to see what that's like. Yeah. Because they don't really, they're not really nailing the Halloween lore or atmosphere. So something original would be pretty fun. He also asked, should David Gordon Green stop making horror? Uh, Yes. Just talked about that and said, will you be watching Five Nights at Freddy's? Yeah, just to see it. Just so we could review it. <laughs> I still don't know what it is. I thought it was a restaurant a last time we talked idea. about it. I was like, wait, is that like a northern chain of restaurants? Like, I hear they have those in like Virginia or something. I have no idea what it is. I still don't. 
It's a video game. You, all right, you ever see Willy's Wonderland? No. Okay, never mind. That's with Nicolas Cage. Uh, it's a bunch of animatronics that come to life, and you get locked in like a fucking Chuck E. Cheese. Oh yeah, and so it's, you're supposed to survive. I was gonna say, so it's like Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, I think that's what I, I it is. It's a video game. I don't really know what it is either. Um, but somehow they roped Heather Langenkamp into it because um, she was in the trailer. Um, I don't know how good it's going to be, but it's Blumhouse, so I'm really not expecting much. All right. Our boy Eric, a.k.a. Fox hey. on the Run, wants to know. Send in a long question. Said it was too long for the question box. What recent horror films, tropes, or cliches need to fuck right off? I feel like we've talked about this before, but I'm sure there's plenty of others that we could think of. Um, maybe, I don't know if this is a trope, but like like you said about Evil Dead Rise, and I'm going with Scream 6, just the convenience factor of some things because of the bad writing. Yeah. Like, oh, there's a retractable ladder. Oh, oh here's a wood the chipper. The Necronomicon is under a parking garage. Yeah, the wood chipper's mm-hmm. there just because In a downtown it's there. LA there's really no explanation. Garage. Yeah. There's just no, the writing is so bad that they can't really figure out how to incorporate what they want. And they just say, fuck it. They're going to love it anyway. Um, here's um, one. Creepy body movements. Like, oh, they move yes, up contorted yes. and weird. It's like... The spider walk has been done uh, to death. We don't need to see you as a fucking acrobat with your head backwards again. We, we're done with it. But that's spooky, Doug. Slap in some new metal contact lenses. You got yourself a, <laughs> a new villain right there. Very try hard lines like mommy's with the maggots now. Like we don't yeah. need like you can think of something better. A little, little cringy. What was that one you sent me? <laughs> uh, he's like, are you titty sucking? No, it was, um, it was like the creepy crawlies in my tummy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When she was sitting on the counter, uh, like a, like a lost puppy dog talking about, oh, I have the creepy crawlies in my stomach. Or whatever. It's like, oh, did a child write that? Let's just stop it. So he's got a couple more questions here. What do you guys think holds back any sort of freshness or ingenuity in modern horror flicks? Nostalgia? Um, yeah. Lots of, I, that has to be one of them. Well, throw that in there with like recent horror trips. Like everything is a fucking callback these days or... Because it's a nod to this character in the previous movie, somehow bad writing is just overlooked. Like, oh, it's, did you notice in Scream 6, this this was a nod to the thing in the first movie. It's like, yeah. okay, I've seen the first movie. Do your own thing. We've all, we've all seen it. Why don't you it. write a better script? No, it, <laughs> exactly. And it seems like, like what they're, they're not targeting the right audience when they're writing this because... Sometimes nostalgia just isn't enough. It doesn't make up for poor writing. Like, yes, a lot of people are satisfied that they mentioned Roman Bridger in Scream 6 and that uh, Kirby was in it. But that doesn't disguise the fact that some people, people are getting stabbed 800 times and surviving <laughs> and that they're hopping on different subways and that doesn't make any sense. It's just they don't really take the effort to actually research how like the mechanics of a horror movie should be and they don't really know how to write interesting stuff it seems like um what was the whole entire question again uh basically what's holding back freshness or ingenuity in modern 
horror flicks. I I think there there is freshness, uh, especially with like Jordan Peele's Nope, Zach Krieger's Barbarian. There yeah. are, but it's just maybe not as well received as something that's like going to overshadow it. Like something as big as scream or Halloween, just because it's so well known that barbarian could get overshadowed. Um, terrifier two or X or Pearl or something like that, because they're out there. Yeah. You know, unique horror movies are out there. It's true. Um, there's always going to be a balance. Uh, you just have to have those types of movies on your radar and go out and see them in the theater. Cause that helps, you know, if, if studios see that those movies are being, you know, these movies have a low budget anyway, and they're being funded and they're making a return. Those, those filmmakers are going to get more chances. Unfortunately, it has to be that way. Um, with the money, if a movie doesn't make money then they're not going to fucking, you know, fund someone's project, but a lot of people came out to see X Pearl barbarian terrifier Two made a killing, uh, so hopefully we're on the right track. Amen, brother. With, Doug. Uh, with yeah, with uh, in pulling people that have a unique voice in horror. All right, and this last part of the question: Do y'all think anything is missing and needs to make a comeback? Any what? Anything's missing? Yeah, like in the modern horror world, is there anything missing? I would say, and I always go back to this word: atmosphere. Yeah. So, so many directors are so focused on quick cuts and fast action and big set pieces that they really forget the, like the feel, just let the scene horror movie play should out. give you. Yeah. Like, like just what John Carpenter was so great at. And I think, uh, Zach Krieger does a good job at Ty West does a good job at Jordan Peele does a good job at. They let the camera linger. Yeah. They let you like live in the scene to like really build up that dread. And a lot of the movies in the mainstream feel like they don't do that anymore. Yeah, fully agree. And this is a random minor detail, but long zooms, <laughs> you know, yeah. like Giallo style, just yes. really long. Like somebody's <laughs> walking on the street, the camera's 300 feet away and it zooms in really fast. Uh, Joker did that really well just because Todd, uh, Todd Phillips was really going for like the Martin Scorsese award. Just that one scene where um, Arthur Fleck is walking around in the New York City streets and he does that like slow pull out of the camera. Mm-hmm. And it's just so gritty and beautiful. And I'm like, oh, like, yes, like that. This is filmmaking. I right still here. I never saw that, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm telling you. You would love it from a filmmaking perspective alone. It's so good. All right. Uh, we'll check it out. All right, Doug, we have one more question. All right, let's do it. Whoa, no, two more. We got in one more as I was... uh... Oh, hell yeah. They're flying in. Thomas Baker 97 wants to know, do you guys think The God in the Shed should be a limited series on HBO? Do you know what that is? No, I'd never heard of it. The God in the Shed? Bullied teen Venus McKenzie discovers something hiding in a shed in her family's backyard. The thing keeps itself in the shadows, so Venus can't actually see it, but it senses her isolation and welcomes her, offering her friendship and whatever she wants if she'll help it. Alright, well, interesting premise. But yeah, I don't know much about it, so... Yeah, I really don't have much to say about it, because yeah, we're, we're just finding <laughs> finding out about this right Breaking now. Breaking news! Um, yeah, we just we need, we need like the red like emergency warning... <laughs> Uh, strip at the bottom a little marquee yeah i will have to research more about it maybe get maybe get back on it 
But yeah, thanks for the question, Thomas. All right. Thank you, sir. Final question. Sit down, rewind. Cool name. Wants to know. Love that. What is the hardest part of podcasting, and how did you get the idea to create your show? Um, well, that's a question for you, baby O. Well, but the first part, two parts, scheduling, scheduling. <laughs> yeah, get yeah, trying to figure out days to record is always difficult because we are both adults with jobs and have things to do with seemingly opposite work schedules. Yeah, we work at a venue, so lots of late nights. I'm always texting Phil like, I'm ready to record at 10 o'clock at night. Phil's like, I'm going to go to bed at that time. <laughs> yeah, scheduling is definitely a hard part. Along with that, after nearly four years of doing this, I would say like life just kind of getting in the way sometimes. Or sometimes like mentally, you're just... It's not that I'm not into the show or anything, but... You know, like I, I've had a pretty hard year, moved twice in the last year. So sometimes you just get beat down by life and you can't. Yeah, the creative juices just aren't flowing. Yeah, you can't, can't pour from an empty cup, as they say. So sometimes it's just, you know, maybe you're not in the, the cup can always get filled back up. <laughs> so, yeah, I think um, that's been a kind of struggle with me for the last year, just being in the mental headspace to be willing to put your dumb voice out there like I do. Cause there's many days where I'm like, who the fuck, like who, who gives a shit what I have to say? <laughs> like, I don't know. That's the, that's the struggle of a creative person all the time. You're always wondering if people actually care and there are people that do actually, which is kind of cool. So yeah. Thank you for anybody that's listening. It does mean a lot. Yes. Um, to answer the other part of your question, how did you get the idea to create your show? Um, I got the idea in like summer of 2019, so nearly four years now. Me and my old co-host, Jason, we um, just had the idea one day, like, hey, you like movies. I like movies. Let's talk Naive about Naive idea of like, hey, let's start a podcast happened. And I had no clue about, <coughs> bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Alex, you're killing me. <laughs> but yeah, I had the very naive idea of like, hey, let's start a podcast. And um and we did. And we put out like fifty something, like fifty-four episodes, and then he quit the show. Long story, but I just don't think his heart was in it. And um then over like the next six months or so, I just had on random guests and I really love all those episodes. But there was just something kind of missing. It helps to have somebody on board with you, somebody you can rely on and constantly bounce ideas off of. And then I met this fucking guy. And uh, and now I'm fucking here. Yeah. And I think we put <laughs> out like just about the same amount of episodes as my old co-host. But I mean, hey, if it wasn't for Doug, I don't think there would be a spook house podcast. He's just as important to this podcast as me. Um, I mean, I see us 50, 50 without Doug. Yeah, we, there's yeah. no podcast. So I love this <laughs> well, fucking guy. <laughs> I love this fucking guy right here. Yeah. We balance. I, you know what? It, it is cool to get like people saying that, like they like hearing what we have to say, which is really cool because we're fucking nobodies, you know, 
everyone, a lot of people have podcasts and stuff like that. But yeah, we balance each other out. We compliment each other. It's, it's fun to talk about movies. Yeah. As we always do. We bol- we text each other about movies and bullshit back and forth, as well as other bullshit uh, adulting mental health issues and everything. So uh, yeah, it's just fun to, it's fun to do it. Yeah, likewise, and um, it's good to have you as my co-host, my friend. I feel the same exact way. <laughs> oh, you do? Oi, oh, mate. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. I bloody love you, you fucking cunt. <laughs> well, that is the last question. So, Doug, I know you have company over right now. Yes, yes. And I don't want to hold you up with that, but <laughs> yeah. So I guess we can go ahead and wrap it up unless you got something you want to say. Anything you want to yeah, throw out there? Yeah, let's do it. Other than uh, I love you. I love the people that sent in the questions today. Thank you so yeah, much. Thank you, guys. And, uh, yeah, fucking killer as always. Uh, I'm always always enamored by the fact that people want to send stuff in. Yeah, it is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, thanks for all the questions. Thank you for listening. If you got a minute, maybe rate the show on iTunes or yeah. wherever you're listening. If you're watching on YouTube, give it. Give this show a thumbs up. I can't talk. And maybe subscribe <laughs> to the channel if you haven't yet. Hell yeah. And we will be doing uh, more of those VHS episodes of us going through our collections. Yes. And talking about stories of how we got the tapes and stuff that we're looking for and just all that fun stuff. Um, video store memories. Yeah, definitely that. Blockbuster, Total Video, Hollywood Video, all that stuff. Um, and yeah, we'll even send out some questions that people can, you know, if uh, people want to talk about their stories too, we'll send some stuff out uh, and have y'all answer that also. Hell yeah. All right. Well, we are going to go ahead and wrap it up here at the spook house, but uh, Doug, as always, I love you very much. (laughs) Love you, daddy. (laughs) Oh, all right. We love all of you guys. Thank you for tuning in and we will catch you on the next one. Later. Sandamende.